Welcome to Leader Flow, hydration for thirsty leaders, a preeminent source of curated world-class leadership resources that will enable you to grow your influence and multiply your impact. Alex Sapala and Steve Kane are experienced leaders in both the profit and non-profit sectors, giving them a unique vantage point which enables them to deliver multi-dimensional leadership principles and practices to help maximize your leadership flow. Let's join the conversation. Steve, how are you going? I'm awesome, Alex. How are you today? Fantastic. Thank you, my friend. I've sort of got a question in mind, if I can ask, in regards to working at your capacity, working at your best. You hear these terms thrown about the place about people giving 150% and 200% efforts and all that sort of stuff. Have you worked in an environment where there's a huge expectation in the input that you have to put in? Look, I think all of us have had those moments where we have worked in really high-pressure situations where, you know, you have to you have to bring your A game. This is not a B, C grade game day. This is A grade only. And you, you got to give your very best. So certainly I've been in, in those circumstances. Interesting you say about, you know, the 110, 150, 200%, you know, there's a lot of rah-rah out there. You can only give what you've got and with the level of preparation that you've actually done for mm. whatever it is that you're doing. It's a good point, So actually. there was a time in a, in a meeting of leaders from across Australia, Alex, that one of my colleagues said to me in front of everyone, so just picture all the colleagues, and one of them says to me, you know, I'm happy with 70%. And he looks at me, he says, but you always seem to want 110%. And you know what? He was right. <laughs> so you're one of these guys that expects more. I, I try to always go the hardest, go strong or so go home kind where, of thing. Where, where did that come from? Well, look, in my formative years, I, I remember the words of my parents saying to me often, you know, if a job's worth doing, son, it's worth doing properly, both mum and dad. Yeah. So this has become part of my personality profile to give and to do my best. And that kind of trade is often rewarded in the workplace but it also carries with it susceptibility to stress and burnout because you have these high expectations, these high things you're wanting to achieve and get done. And the expectations you know, that you place on yourself can be far greater than the ones that others might have of you even or your perceived expectations of others can fuel and drive your own. So the big question is, Alex, where's the balance point in all this? You know, different areas of your life require different responses at different times they need that they require different inputs or different level of inputs at different times i mean when you're starting a business at particular areas of your business require a lot of effort at the beginning and then you know you just keep tilling at it as the years travel and so the word balance i think in itself is a is a bit of a misnomer in a sense because what's balanced at one point becomes imbalanced at another yeah. because life is not static. It's moving all the time, isn't it? Yeah, Which that's, is, that's right. Your, yeah. your environment is shifting, isn't it? Exactly so how right. can how can you maintain a, something steady in a, in a changing in environment? In a changing environment, right? We're, we're not living a static life. We're not living a, a static existence in any way whatsoever. So therefore, balance is a momentary thing. To me, I'll put it in the same basket as perfection. It might be perfect today, but tomorrow's a different day. Finding that balance point is really, in my opinion, if I was going to phrase it in that way, I'd be looking at a balance of where I am putting in all of my efforts at the time when it's required. Right. So it becomes all about 
where am I transferring all my energy over required time? Kind of like a situational balance. And it's just moving because, again, it's moving, isn't it? The way I see it, I guess the way I live life, is a series of transference of energy, putting energy into one area and effort. And then once that's up and mobile, moving the other one. It's like spinning plates, having six or seven spinning plates going on all the time. They're not all going to need input at, at the same time. So there's a thing that I did many years ago is called achieving competitive excellence. And that means looking for the 1% improvement in everything you do. Mm. So it's about reaching that point of excellence. Are we excellent at what we're doing or are we just good? So good is not good enough. It needs right. to be excellent. And we just keep going until we get to that point. But so given your experience though, mate, dealing with yourself and no doubt others who are similar to you in this in this area, Steve, what are some of the helpful things that people can do, you think, to sort of manage this perfectionistic tendency? Let me share with you a couple of things. I, I think the first thing is, is to be aware that you actually have perfectionistic tendencies and that others may not. Mm-hmm. Often the bar that you set for yourself as the bar that you expect others to operate from. And I think no matter where you are on the scale here, that that would be your truism. That kind of thinking is wrong though. It'll only set you up to be disappointed or to feel that others are not giving their best or working hard enough. So this can take place in our attitude. This attitude will then come through when you're relating to your team. And as a leader, you can become a joy stealer from your team without knowing it. Mm-hmm. So instead of inspiring them, you're perspiring them and then not being happy with their efforts. Hmm. That doesn't sound like a very good thing for any team, really, does it? So what kind of thinking do you think is helpful to sort of try and make a change as a leader for the better? What should we be thinking as opposed to that perfectionistic type thinking? There are some great lessons that can be applied from the sporting world. I personally find it helpful to think about what I'm doing in terms of the practice or learning zone and the performance zone. Often we're treating all of what we do like it's a performance zone moment when it doesn't need to be. So in order to master yourself, I tell people to ask yourself these two questions, particularly when you have these perfectionistic tendencies. Is what I'm doing at the moment a practice zone moment or is it a performance zone moment? Because often people who have these tendencies treat everything like it's a performance zone moment. Everything's got to be done at absolute top quality, high level. The other thing is because they tend to treat everything like a performance zone moment, it's a great idea to ask yourself a second question and that is, can what I'm doing at the moment be a practice zone moment? Mm. Remember, if you treat everything you do as a performance zone moment, your actual performance will begin to decline and you'll tank when it matters most. So you imagine if you were training for, a say, a cycle race, Alex, and every time you went out for a training ride, you, just, you treated it as a performance zone moment. What happens with sports people, they notice that they, if they do that for every training ride, their actual performance tanks. It starts to go backwards. And when they have that big moment where they really need to shine, they don't have anything in the tank because they've treated everything like a performance zone moment. So it actually pulls back from the performance they could actually achieve when they really, really need it. Mm. So the majority of your time should be spent in the practice learning zone stage rather than the performance zone. Consider applying the 80-20 rule to these two zones. Spend most of your time in the 80% practice and learning 
and 20% in the performance. You can't always choose when your moments are going to come up. Sometimes at work, there's an important meeting that suddenly comes across your desk. But if you've been treating everything else like a performance zone, then you may not have as much in the tank that you need to have when it really comes time to shine. And so trying to pull back and saying to yourself, well, no, it doesn't, this, this experience here, for example, there's many of them that are being treated like this is a performance moment, but you can say, no, actually, is this really a performance zone moment? No, it doesn't need to be. I can treat this as a practice zone moment. That helps people take some of the stress away and gives them a little bit of a break and focuses them on learning rather than performing. There's an interesting thing. I was listening to Dr. Sindra Kampfoff's High Performance Mindset podcast, and she was interviewing Monica Coleman and is the founder of Inside Information Coaching and Consulting. And Monica works with a number of athletes around mindset performance. She spoke about an acronym called PEAK, and I think it'd be helpful to apply it to mastering either zone that you're in, whether you're in the practice zone or if you're in the performance zone. So PEAK, it's an acronym, and P stands for performance. So if you're in a performance zone occasion, performance, and then after performance, you evaluate it, which is like reflection. Then you adjust, given on the things that came up in the evaluation, and then you key in to what you need to adjust in your mind. You can do the same thing, whether a practice zone moment or a performance zone moment. And so these two things, this peak performance or peak practice can be really helpful in helping someone move forward and improve. And that is the way towards mastering your craft. Remember though, mastery has no finish line. Monica Coleman shared that quote and I, I thought it was awesome. So to be kind to yourself and commit to the process of growth and development. Hmm, very good. So if you've got perfectionistic tendencies in leadership, keep an eye on how much time you are spending in the performance zone versus the practice zone and, and make necessary mind shifts by asking yourself, is what I'm doing at the moment a practice moment or is it a performance moment and then once you've got that response can what i'm doing at the moment be a practice zone moment remember you can still make the most out of each zone through peak performance or peak practice and peak meaning performance evaluate adjust and key in in other words you're looking for the one percent you're looking for the small shifts in improving whatever you do yeah. And you can do that either in a performance or in a practice. Either way, there's always an area that you can improve something in, right? That's right. That's fantastic. So we hope that this helps you to manage your perfectionistic tendencies in your leadership. I hope you really enjoyed today because I did. I thought it was fantastic. I learned some new things. I got my brain a buzzing, I can tell you. And we're going to have plenty more conversation on this this one at all. So thanks uh, for that, Steve. I really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for listening to the Leader Flow Podcast. If you found our content valuable, you can subscribe and give us a five-star review so others can benefit from the content too. All our episodes and other valuable Leader Flow information can be found on our website, leaderflow.com.au.